Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about changing your mindset so that sex is not a duty in your marriage, but a gift that you give to one another. And philosopher Albert Camus had this to say about duty. He said, I know of only one duty, and that is to love. And uh, I think just hearing that and really thinking about that in your marriage and what love looks like, love is really the only obligation that we have to one another. And yet this idea that sex is a duty and an obligation sometimes gets tangled up in marriage. And so we're really going to be unpacking that in today's show. But before we get there, you know, one of the highlights of the show for me is the hug. And the hug is really, for those of you that are brand new to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, the hug is our opportunity to share what's going on in the community at large, how marriages are being changed, the impact that the show and the resources are having on each one of you. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriage's free 19 quick questions that will rekindle your sex life, ASAP. And you can find this at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 19 questions. And as Tony said in the intro, we're going to be talking all about sex this week and creating a shift in your marriage around this sometimes tricky subject. So make sure to pick up this free resource that's going to give you 19 questions to change your sex life. Questions that are going to address areas like the one question that you need to ask your partner that'll help you build anticipation before you even get to the bedroom. New ways that your partner wants to make love and maybe the ones that you're doing that are turning him or her off. Learn how much talking is enough with your partner so that you're getting the communication just right. Plus 16 other areas. So you know you want to get this. Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 19 questions to get it this week. Yep. And this is something that Elisa and I have gone over ourselves during different periods of time. And it just, you know, as we grow and we learn more about each other, things happen and we need to address this. So this isn't a, you know, one-time deal and it never happens again. This is something that you can come back to in different seasons of life. Heck, he popped a question on me uh, Friday night on date night. So you I just did. never know when these questions are going to come out. So this week's hug comes to you from a review on iTunes. And for those of you that put your reviews on iTunes, whether it's the five-star rating or the review, it just helps other people to connect with the message and think about whether or not this might be good for them. And this one came in early January and said, whether you want to fix your marriage or move from good to great, Tony and Elisa will help you. They discuss real life topics in a straightforward way that is helpful. I never miss a podcast, though I skip some that don't apply to my life. They're part of my marriage mastermind that helps me continue Mm -hmm. focusing on our relationship in a positive way. When we can, my wife and I listen together. They're great conversation starters and are very thought provoking. Well, thank you so much. I really, I really appreciate that we're part of your marriage mastermind because I believe that we all should have those, you know, people that we can go to, look to, talk to about what's happening in our marriage. 
and to be that in that group is truly an honor. And I just want to say these, uh, the recent hugs that are in there, I was actually at a Starbucks the other day. This is kind of an aside, but I want to show you how this impacts people's lives. Right. I was at a Starbucks, get talking to this gal. She asks, what do you do? And I said, well, you know, I transform marriages around the world and she, the eyes get all big. Like, what does that mean? And so I tell her about the podcast. And so she pulls it up on her phone and she starts reading the reviews, right? Doesn't look to see how many shows we've got. Doesn't, you know, immediately goes to the reviews and she looks at me and she goes, these reviews are amazing. Like people's lives are being changed. And I said, yeah, maybe you want to listen. And she right there while we were sitting next to each other, complete strangers in Starbucks hits the subscribe button because your comments impacted her life. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you for sharing how one impacts your world. But we got We got to jump into this topic of sex because it's been a little while since we've, you know, kind of come, come full, uh, full bore, I guess, on the sex topic. And one of the areas that we've seen not only in our own marriage, but also in like a lot of the emails and the coaching calls and things that we get from you guys is that there's this idea that, you know, while maybe early on in the relationship, sex was all about like, let's just do it all the time as much as we can. Let's just like, like everything goes type of thing. Right. And then life starts to come in and can I bring up the other side of that though? There, There are a lot of folks though that we come across and we run across though that aren't that way. And so we, we get it. And we're going we're gonna to discuss that side of it. You're coming into marriage a little bit unsure of what sex is going is going to be like, mm-hmm. what it's going to feel like, because maybe you're a virgin. Maybe you guys decided not to have sex before marriage. Maybe, you know, there, there's different places. Maybe you, you, you were brought up in a household where you didn't see it, you know, or, or, or exposed to it, not see it per se, like you're watching your folks, but you didn't see your parents talk about it or they didn't express it. It was something that you never do. You shouldn't do. It's not for you. It's bad. It's dirty. So we're going to, we're going to try to address both of those Mm -hmm. because both of them impact how we grow sexually with our partner and how we view sex and how we view sex. Because I'm guessing I'm going to throw out just some statements here and I'm wondering if any of you have said them. Um, The reason that I'm throwing these particular ones out is because this is all things that either one of us has said, probably me more than Tony, but you know, sex, it's one more thing I have to do today. I'm so tired. Don't you ever get enough? What about my needs? I could take it or leave it. You know, and that last one, Actually, at that same table, Starbucks was kind of an interesting place on Friday here in San Diego because there was a gentleman sitting across the table and he was listening to the conversation I was having with this gal. And he shared with me that his marriage after 26 years ended in divorce. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because in addition to the kids getting put first and things like that, they got to a point where his wife really was like, you know, I could take or leave sex. You know, not really not interested in it, not interested in fostering that. And just the pain that he still is going through, you know, because even though the marriage has ended and they're still, you know, friendly because of the kids and things like that, there was still just those years mm-hmm. where sex wasn't, a, you know, it was very much sounded like if they did have sex, it was really kind of an obligation thing. Not like, wow, I really want to, you know, have sex with you. And, and, you know, honestly, sex is supposed to be one of the biggest perks. And obligatory sex is, it's is, not good. It's not good. It's really not fun for, for either of you. So just saying that having been there, done that, it's not fun. Yeah. And Tony can tell, like mm-hmm. we, we actually had this conversation the other day. We, we had it last week. La- well, yeah. Okay. So a few more days than the other day, guys, <laughs> but we did, we had it last week and just talking about, you know, your spouse knows 
when you're just having obligation sex. Mm-hmm. When, you know, maybe you've committed to the intimacy lifestyle. And for those of you that don't know about that, check out episode 140, Scheduling mm-hmm. Sex. Um, but you're like, oh, yeah, it's my last day. It's 1155. I got five minutes. You know, hey, do you want to have sex? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's romantic, right? It's not, guys. It's not. You know, if if you can, like, make it fun, the last five minutes of your three days can be great. But if you're just doing it to just do it, if that's how you're viewing sex as just one more thing that you have to do as just, you know, like, yeah, okay, let me just take care of you so you'll leave me alone. I've been there. I used to, like, before Tony and I ever did the 60 Days of Sex Challenge, which is episode one, um, there were times, like, I could tell when he hadn't had enough sex because he would put it, like, he would just constantly be touching me. And I would just, I remember turning around so many times and being like, all right, do you just need to have sex? Again, complete lack of romance because we weren't connecting. Right. Right. We weren't connecting on so many levels. And Tony was just like, if I can get anything, like, just toss me a bone type of deal. Right. I mean, give me something. And it was a really low point in our marriage because I really felt like sex was an obligation. Right. Like, okay, I just got to meet my husband's needs and then he'll leave me alone and I can just go do my other stuff for another two or three weeks until his, you know, needs build up again. Uh, You know, you want to talk about a lousy way to live marriage. That's where we were. Mm hmm. Yeah. Right. And and oh, yeah, I I know. I was there. I, I'm sharing it for them, honey. I, I, I know you can. <laughs> Tony's like having flashbacks over here. <sighs> but, you know, for a lot of marriages, you, it, it kind of becomes a gradual thing, right? It's not like, you know, for some of you, you don't know how to have sex, right? Because you, you go into your marriage and you're like, okay, now we're married and we're supposed to have sex. And like, we don't know how it works. Well, I'm telling you, you got to practice, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, it's never going to get better if you only have sex once a month or once every other month or never right? Like it's never going to become a vital part of your marriage. For those of you that have had great sex and now you're kind of looking at each other going, wow, what happened there? Well, some of you, you let the busyness of life get in the way, right? You got so busy that you were like, oh, well, you know, I don't have time for this, right? I'm too tired. I, I don't have time. Some of you have all these messages about what sex should or shouldn't be. And it was things like, you know what? I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've heard this where mothers have told their daughters, you have an obligation to always meet your husband's sexual needs. Well, that's kind of, that's kind of a lot of pressure. It, it changes how you view sex. If you just view it as a way to meet his needs instead of as a way to truly connect and to be a hundred percent intimate with another human being, with the person that you've chosen to love above all others, to love as long as life shall last. And it's just like, you have a, you have an obligation to meet all of his needs. Come on guys. What are the messages that we're sending? You know, when did you stop romancing each other? When did you stop talking to each other? Cause I will tell you when those things are missing from a marriage, then sex really does become an obligation. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of it goes back to, you know, we were talking about those 19 quick questions. We've never talked to each other. You know, we haven't opened up that discussion. We, we have these thoughts, these ideas that we were told from, be it again, from parents, you know, maybe friends, grandparents, whoever it may be. And we're holding on to those thoughts. We're holding on to them like as if they are like the 10 commandments. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what we have to live by. And your spouse also has those as well. And so if we don't come together and we start to talk about sex and how we as a couple enjoy it 
or you as a couple enjoy it, then you're going to keep coming up to this place of, you know, of, of a place where you're not connecting there. Right. And so using those 19 questions is that launching point. And for some of you, you're going, uh, I don't know how to talk about sex. Like I, I get like, nervous. Ne- yeah. I get nervous. My heart starts racing. Um, I, I feel like I get tongue, t- tongue tied. I feel like, yeah, my tongue got tied there just saying it, you know, and yet those are ways for you to overcome. I've always believed in having done this as long as I have now and just looked at myself. And when I get nervous, my heart starts beating really fast. And it's in those moments that I have two choices. Either I retreat and don't do anything or I push forward and I move forward and ask that question. Every time I've asked the question or I've moved forward, we've been able to have some revelation, something opened up, something new was learned for good or for bad. But at least I learned something new and I can move forward. And when it comes to our sexual intimacy, we need to be free with each other to be able to talk about it. Because if we don't, we're not going to be able to give it as a gift to our spouse because we're always holding it tightly. Mm -hmm. We're always, uh, our hand is always just, you know, just wrapped around it like, no, I'm not doing that for you. Or no, I'm not going to do this for you. Or no, why should I do this? And your spouse, vice versa, would be saying the same thing. Absolutely. And, you know, Tony brought up a good point there about fear is that if your fear is holding you back from having these conversations, then things are never going to change, right? Like you're just going to be stuck. And, and in a lot of cases, they're probably going to get worse, right? Because if, if you get to a point where you're not communicating about your sex life, you're not communicating about what's going on in your marriage, you're not communicating about all these other areas, then guess what? You're not communicating in a marriage where there's no communication tends to end up in divorce, mm-hmm. you know? statistically speaking. So pushing through that fear, pushing through that, wow, this is really uncomfortable. We've never done this before. And I know that there are a lot of you out there that were never taught how to have a conversation about sex, right? I, I mean, Tony and I didn't we learn. Yeah. I mean, my parents, I, I think. Were examples of two kids who were brought up in households where sex was never talked about. Yeah. And if it was, it was basically for me, my father always just told me, he's like, Tone, don't get a girl pregnant. That's all he told me. Nothing more, nothing mm-hmm. like, hey, this is how it happens or this is what it's about. That was it. That was the extent of the birds and the bees in my household. My mom didn't bring it up to me. So we understand if that's your household. Right. Because I was in the, you know, I was good Catholic school girl. We don't talk about sex. And, you know, the one sex ed class came from the nun in fifth grade. So, you know, that's and always, how do they even know? How to uh, talk exactly. About sex? Exactly. I mean, you know, which really? was always kind of a funny thing in a Catholic school um, when you have the priests and the nuns talking to you about sex ed. But, you know, all that aside, we pushed through. Mm-hmm. Right. We pushed through. And what you listen to every week when you come to the show, when you get plugged into the different programs, when you pick up, it's because we pushed through the fear. Mm-hmm. We, we pushed through the fact that there are times when it's really uncomfortable. Like when, you know, let's just say your husband at dinner on Friday night, um, maybe this was Tony this past Friday, says, so what sexual positions do you want to try? Now we are in a restaurant, lots of noise. And I think he felt empowered because what I had shared with him earlier today is when I was at Starbucks, I was doing some research for, um, for the show and for some upcoming things that we're doing on sex. So I had like different things up on my screen and I was just joking about how funny that would be like people walking by like the Girl Scout troop leader and things like that. What are you working on? Oh, just, you know, doing a little research on sex. Um, and so he asked me this question, completely caught me off guard 
But I was like, okay, hold on. Like, let me get my wits about me here and just have this conversation with you. Cause you know what? Who cares if anybody else hears? If other people hear us talking about sex, you know what? Good. Because maybe then they're going to decide that maybe we should talk about sex. Mm-hmm. Right? Because this whole idea of sex. Can I bring something up real quick? Yeah. And so we have a post called three ways to overcome your fear. And I'm going to put, I'm going to put those, put that in our show notes here. So come on back. But the three ways are you got to face forward. You got to be present in the moment, love in different ways. Mm. Those are the three different ways. And like I said, I'll put that in the show notes. Come back over here. It's called three ways to overcome your fear because I want, I want to empower you to be able to at least get a launching point Mm -hmm. of how you can actually get the 19 questions, right? Pick those questions up and overcome that, that rapid heartbeat, the sweat, anything that, you know, whatever triggers your fear, it is my goal that you would recognize what it is and that you're able to overcome it. Because when we're able to overcome that fear, we can break through and have breakthrough in our sexual intimacy. And I want to say one thing specific to the 19 questions. Don't, don't pick up the 19 questions and then sit down with your spouse and say, okay, we're going to answer all 19 questions you will both feel overwhelmed. Yeah. It, it's kind of like what we talk about, you know, when we talk about building the emotional intimacy and we recommend connect like you did when you first met, which is actually a tool that we'd love you guys to use in conjunction with, uh, with the 19 questions. Cause it's building both the emotional and the sexual intimacy. W- one of the things that we always say, regardless of any of the tool that you guys pick up is just do one question at a time. Don't overwhelm each other going, it's going to be three hours of talking about our sex life. You're going to get your spouse to run away. Don't do that. Pick one question. Pick probably the easiest question that you think would be, you know, nothing that's going to like be too far out there for the first question. Cause you know what? You want to build a trust environment. You want to build an environment where it's safe to talk about these things. And that being said, if your spouse asks you a question and you're like, Whoa, didn't see that one coming. And you're thinking, mm, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that. Just say that. Don't shoot them down so f- hard and I speak from experience when Tony proposed the 60 days of sex challenge, he'd barely gotten the words out of his mouth when I was like, heck no. And like practically sprinted into the bathroom. Cause I'm like not doing this. Right. And in that moment, pure and total rejection, right? I don't care about you. I don't care about your ideas. I'm never going to do anything that crazy. That's what I, that's what my heck no said to him. Explore the questions with your spouse. Why are you interested in that? What is it about that that turns you on? I mean, these are not, those are like extra questions. So, you know, listen to the podcast in conjunction with the questions because we didn't put those on there. But you've got to explore that. You've got to learn what's going on with your spouse, right? Because when that happens and you're like, oh, you know, like, for example, some of you have heard um, the episode called Trench Coat and High Heels. It was one of Tony's fantasies that he would come home one day and I'd be in a trench coat and high heels and nothing else. And, you know, when he started to explain why he wanted that, I was like, all right, you know what? It's really not going to, like emotionally cost me anything to do this. Let me bring that fantasy to him. Right. But I, but it wasn't until I kind of understood where he was coming with that again, kind of going back to the 19 questions here that I could see that me doing that was a gift. It wasn't like he was saying, Hey, Elise, you know, like Thursdays I'm coming home at four. I expect you to trench coat high heels. He's never done that guys. Right. But I, but in this conversation, right. And building this relationship where the two of you can talk about sex and is it going to feel awkward? Sure. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Sure, because like I said, most of us were not raised that way. And it doesn't matter how much media is talking about sex. When it comes to the two of you talking about it, when it comes to the two of you fostering that in your marriage, it's unique to the two of you. Right. Doesn't matter what cos what latest quiz Cosmos got or, you know, what real housewives of whatever has on and who's talking about sex this way. What happens between the two of you, what the two of you are comfortable with is just about you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. And, and when you get to the point where you can talk about it, when you get to the point where you understand where your spouse is coming from, then all of a sudden you realize that, you know what, this is a way for me to give of myself, to give myself entirely to this other human being that I have committed to, that I have chosen, right? Remember, you guys chose each other. Yep. And, and when you chose each other, that came with, with an opportunity to love on each other in all different kinds of ways. It came with the opportunity to love through how you talk to one another. It mm-hmm. came with an opportunity to love and how you play team with your finances and things like that. And it also gave you an opportunity to love in how you give of your body sexually right. to one another. And we're all different. Elisa brought up that so wonderfully. We're all different. So what Elisa and I do is completely going to be completely different than what you guys do. It is between you, your spouse, and God. And that's it. You know, wipe away these images of what we see in the media. Because even I fall prey to it at times, looking at it. And I'm just going, wait a minute, my, my sex life isn't like that. You know what I mean? And, or, and, and I have to sort of step back and go, wait a minute, th- this, isn't, this isn't real. You know, we, we don't live in a 30-minute sitcom. We don't live in the movies. We live in real life. And sometimes I have to even ground myself and, and, and remind myself that, yeah, I'm doing life with Elisa. Hmm. I'm not a character in a, in a show, you know? So re- remember that. Another thing I do want to bring up, when you're talking to each other, I don't know is not an answer. I don't know is a way to just sort of move on and, and, and just skirt it. If it's truly an answer where you're like, man, I've never thought about that, then say that. <laughs> say, I never really thought about that. You know, can we, can we go to the next question? Write that down. Think about that question again, though, and come back to it. But an I don't know just means that you're just trying to placate your, your spouse and you're just wanting to move on. And really, you're not going to be able to open up. You're not going to really be able to appreciate the sexual intimacy you have if you don't answer some of these the, if you don't answer these questions truthfully and honestly and transparently right we got to take off our masks something Elise and I have talked about since the beginning you know we are loved more not less when we show our true selves and that's something that Elise and I continuously work on you know we got to be real with each other we got to be honest with each other because when we do you get to love the real me and I get to real love the real you mm-hmm and it's it's a process, right? Because this understanding that sex is a gift and having that mind shift is not something that like, you're going to be like, oh, well, Tony and Elisa said it on uh, episode 309. So let me just flip it, right? No. You know, we heard, uh, we were actually in church last weekend and Pastor Jurgen Matesios, he came, he was preaching and he said, you know, he goes, basically, you have to do your way into feeling. Mm-hmm. Right, you have to do your way into feeling. So, so if you're not feeling like sex is a gift, you better start doing those actions that are going to get you into that feeling, right? Because you can't feel your way into actions. I mean, it doesn't happen, 
right? Because our feelings are so incredibly fickle, you know, like, oh, I fell into the toilet last night because the toilet seat wasn't down. Okay, great. That really kind of ticked me off. Or, you oh, did? no, I, that was just an example. Oh, like, that was an I, example. I, I didn't hear that. <laughs> Well, you sleep so soundly, you wouldn't hear anything anyhow. Yeah, I would hear that because you usually I, I usually yelp, yelp a little bit. You know, or he brought me flowers today. Oh, I'm so happy. No, uh, that didn't happen either. So <laughs> <laughs> just in case you're, you know, but we ride this, this roller coaster of emotions and yet we can be consistent in our actions, right? And when you're consistent in showing loving actions to your spouse, guess what? Those feelings come right? That sexual intimacy becomes stronger because you get consistent in serving each other. You get consistent in romancing each other, right? And we're going to give you a couple of resources that you can tap into in addition to the 19 questions, you know, go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash 19 questions, get that free report, get started on that. But there are some other things that you can be doing to change this mindset from obligation, from duty to gift. The first one is you got to start romancing each other guys. Like, and gals, this is not a one-sided thing because romance is not just, Hey babe, want to have sex? Now there are times when that happens, when that happens and it's all good, but that's not every time, right? Sometimes there are the text messages that you get during the day. Sometimes there's a post-it note on the coffee maker because he or she left for work early. Sometimes there's the, uh, you know, I've already made reservations at our favorite restaurant right? There are all these different ways that you can romance each other. It's, you know, honey, coming home with the Victoria's Secret bag. I mean, like I know Tony's come home with the Victoria's Secret bag and I'm like, sweet. It's a gift for both of us. Yay. You know, that type of thing. And truly it's a gift for me. I just like picking out certain things. Oh, well, I, I take it as a gift for me too. So it's a win-win. <laughs> it's a win-win. <laughs> I know. But you know, for those of you that are like, at least uh, Tony, I don't know how to romance my spouse. You know what? Check out romance your spouse. We've got a resource that's 15 ways to romance your spouse in the next 30 days. And I know that Tony's going to have the link in the show notes. Mm -hmm. um, I mentioned a few minutes ago that it's not just, you know, you want to have an incredible sex life. You want to change this from duty to gift. You, the two of you need to be connecting emotionally, right? It can't just be about the sex. It's got to be about what's going on in your entirety, in your lives together, your married life together. Because guess what? When, when Tony and I weren't connected emotionally, the sex was a, an obligation. I will tell you it it was bad because that's all we had, right? There was no like, wow, I really just want to be with this man. No, it wasn't that. It was like, yeah, we got to have sex. Mm -hmm. And then what, the first thing, and I remember so vividly having this conversation with Tony when we did the 60 days of sex challenge, we were driving down, like I can picture what road we were on, everything here in San Diego. And I just remember looking at him going, we're having the best conversations of our marriage. And because we were having the best conversations of our marriage, like I wanted to be close to him. I wanted to, to give of myself to him. And so you both need to work on the conversation, right? And I mentioned it a few minutes ago, connect like you did when you first met 101 proven questions for couples. You can find that at connect like you did, uh, com. And this is a resource, right? Again, guys, one question a day. Don't overwhelm yourselves. If you decide mutually decide you want to do another question, great, but don't sit down and do a hundred. You know, but here's what happens when that emotional connection gets fostered through those questions, when it gets fostered through creating a safe place to ask and answer the 19 questions, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the, the entire look and feel of your marriage changes. Right. And you get to experience sex at a whole new level. See, because it's, it's at a level that's between you and your spouse now, mm -hmm. not somebody else, not somebody telling you that you should do that or you shouldn't do that. No, because remember what we talked about last week, two become one. The two of you have 
come together as one. And I get we have everybody else around us and this and that and the other, but the two of you before your family, the priests, the the court, wherever you got married said we are becoming one. And so just like at that moment in time, you are coming together as one in your sexual intimacy. No holds bars. This is about you guys. Not what your mom thinks, not what your dad thinks, not what, what your friends may think. No. All of those people, honestly, don't matter because it's about you guys. And you guys said I do to each other to become one. And so really start to think about that. Think about that. You know, as you get into those tough arguments and in those tough situations or those tough questions that you're not sure how to answer, it's about you guys and the sexual intimacy you have with your spouse. So this week is we're heading into, you know, the weekend, it's beginning of February, people are thinking Valentine's Day and love and all of, you know, bells and whistles and, you know, red candy hearts and all that kind of stuff. I want you to catch yourself when sex comes up in your marriage, when the idea of having sex comes up in your marriage, I want you to catch yourself and just evaluate. Am I thinking of this as an obligation or am I thinking of this as a gift? Mm, so good. And, and if it's, if you're thinking of it as a gift, run with it. If you're thinking of it as an obligation, I want you to check yourself and say, this is a way to give of myself to my spouse. This is my gift to them. And I want you to, I want you to take those negative thoughts captive and I want you to replace them with positive thoughts, but not just the positive thoughts. And I want you to go and gift yourself to your spouse. And I want you to see how your marriage changes when you go from thinking of sex as a duty to sex as a gift. Yep. So go, you know, we've been talking about it and I'm going to share it again. Go get those 19 quick questions. Pick it up. OneExtraordinaryMarriage.com slash 19 questions. That's where you're going to start doing and learning exactly what Elisa was talking about. So pick it up, share it with your spouse, say, Hey, I just got this. Let's put it on our calendar here in the next couple of days, the next week, and let's talk about a couple of these questions. Let's go through them together. I'm ready to take our marriage and our sex life to the next level because this is our best year ever. So let's do it. Let's do it, you guys. So go out there, get those 19 questions. Let's start talking about our sexual intimacy. Start talking about it openly, honestly, truthfully. Let's take off those masks. And by doing so, we're going to have extraordinary marriages. And you are for sure going to have an extraordinary marriage. So let us know how it goes. You can hit us up at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We'd love to read your hug here on the air. Or if you have something to share, call us at 858-876-5663. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. We are excited for you, your spouse, your sexual intimacy. Love you guys.